Welcome to the Journey to Paid Speaking Gigs podcast. Here we bring on guests in the speaking world to uncover how to find your voice as a speaker, get paid speaking engagements, and develop your speaking skills. I'm your host, Charles Clark, mental health and resilient speaker. And today, I'm having a conversation with Christian speaker, Jill Monaco. If you like what you hear today, check out the Journey to Paid Speaking Gigs Academy on my website, thecharlesclark.com forward slash apply, where you're going to learn everything that you need to know about how to create a successful speaking business. It's time to rise and thrive. All right, let's welcome Jill to the show. Hey, Charles, I'm so glad to be here. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here. (laughs) And, um, you know, let's get this party started, right? You know, I'm gonna ask you a question. Um, Let the Thrive Tribe know who is Jill Monaco. Jill Monaco, you know, I like to be a little mysterious, but, you know, considering um, you're asking me that question, you know, number one, what you just said, I just, I love Jesus and I didn't always, didn't until my thirties. And uh, everything I do is just about being the best version of who he created me to be. Um, I love just self-improvement. I am a junkie for anything that helps me learn who God is and who I am and, and how to love others well. You know, so I'm a yeah. obviously a speaker, a life coach, a podcaster, you know, all the th- author, all the things. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that that's incredible. You know, we were talking behind the scenes a little earlier and you shared, hey, I'm so sorry to hear about your, your injury that happened. And, you know, the, the thing that I was really sharing with you is that I'm, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful mm-hmm. that I I had that moment in my life because I never would be where I am today. And I think a lot of times we don't see that bigger picture to be thankful for certain things in our life. Now, certain things in our life, they're just really unfortunate. And mm-hmm. sometimes we just don't see the lesson in that. But for me, I did see the blessing behind it all. And maybe for you, can you reflect on a time in your life where your life pivoted? You know, I know you were a, a, a singer um, and something happened there. What was what was the beauty in all that, or was there any beauty in in, in what you went through um, to to become the person you are today? Yeah, um, I can relate to the injury in the area that you feel felt like this is my lane. This is what I'm called to. I'm going to do the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. um, I was a professional singer. My degree was musical theater. It's all I ever did from the time I was a kid. And um, graduate college, and one of my first jobs out of college was singing backups for Perry Como. Maybe the older generation's gonna remember who he is, but he was pretty popular in his Christmas show. He was like a Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And, um, you know, here I'm 21 years old and I'm singing backups for this guy. I introduced him to Billy Joel. Like, that is just wow. a bunch, such a fun story. Like, we're on tour. And, and so, a couple years later, I developed a cyst on my vocal cord. And so I couldn't, I could only sing a couple notes. Like my range was gone. I was a soprano mm. and it was, you know, and it was like, and it hurt. And it wasn't like nodes, which a lot of singers get nodules. This was an actual cyst. And, and so after trying to treat it naturally, I had to go in for surgery. And they said, the thing you need to understand is you may never sing again. Mm-hmm. And I was really faced, here I am, 25 years old, faced with, Oh my gosh, the thing I've only done all my life in my identity is in that. What yep. will I do? But I decided to take the risk because I was like, what I'm doing now isn't working. So, yeah. you know, and you're kind of, when you're that young, you're like, oh, let's just try it. You know, now that I'm older, yeah. I might have been hesitated, but had the surgery. And how it really changed me is that it, during that time of, 
having to prep for it. And even after, I couldn't sing for a couple months. I couldn't talk. I wasn't allowed to talk for a month. Oh, and then man. I couldn't sing for a couple months as my vocal cords healed. Yeah. And, um, and even, even after that, my voice wasn't the same. It, I mean, it was still yep. good, but it wasn't what it was. And you know how it felt when you were hitting mm -hmm. those notes and how smooth it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it chips away at your pride and your identity a little bit. And um, so anyway, True. yeah, so I did. I continued to tour and, you know, did some really amazing projects and did voiceovers and on-camera commercials and all that. Found other avenues, you know, to do things. Um, but I think it does it create what you said. It makes you into the person. These hardships are sometimes the way that you were meant to go, but yeah. nothing is wasted. Like God no. has not wasted that time at all. All the yeah. skills I learned as an actor, I'm still using today, right? Yeah. I'm showing up here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the fact that you said that. And that is so encouraging. Nothing is wasted. Mm -hmm. Nothing, no matter what you've been through in your life, you can use it. And, yeah. and, there's two sides of always, there's two sides to the story, right? You you can waste it if you want to, <laughs> right. or, you can, or you can use it. And that, I think that's the beautiful thing about purpose. When my grandma, uh, she makes her sweet potato pie, she taught me one valuable lesson. Uh, and that was, you know, she, she used all of the sweet ingredients, you know, the sweet potato, the the sugar, the, the, the butter. Uh, she's mixing it all up. And she, she said to me when she was doing it, it just doesn't taste right. And then she went to the cabinet and she grabbed a, some salt and she added a pinch of salt in there. And she said, this is going to bring all the flavor together. And let me tell you, it was the best thing ever. And so yeah. I just want to encourage people out there. Sometimes you need that salt in your life to yeah. make, to show who you truly are meant to be. Right. Yeah. And, and you can utilize because nothing is wasted. You, you got right. a purpose on your life. And so I know there's so many speakers out there or people who want to become speakers mm -hmm. who are afraid to use that story, who are afraid to add that pinch of salt, that rawness to you. What would you tell them right now? Uh, well, first thing I'd say is I get you. Uh, I mean, there's pieces of my story, um, even going back to childhood with abuse, that I didn't want to tell anyone about. Yep. You know, it was I carried shame about it. Or like I said, our identity's wrapped up in it. And so the first thing I'd say is, you know, the God's timing is perfect. And mm -hmm. he's a wise investor. So if you don't feel ready to share your story yet, then from a faith-based perspective, I'm like, what do you need to be learning and doing now until you are ready, until you feel called? Yeah. The preparation is just as important as the performance. Mm -hmm. If we just get out there and perform and we haven't done any of the heart work, we're going to embarrass ourselves in front of lots of people. So I'm always yeah. like, let me embarrass myself in front of a few people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while I'm working it out. Yeah. Um, and the second thing is you don't have to be 100% healed or secure in order for God to use your story. Mm. And so yeah. everyone on the journey can share right where they're at. We look at the Psalms and David, he was a hot mess. Yeah, he you was. Know? I mean, <laughs> he had an affair with someone and, then, and Bathsheba and, and God still used his, his family. Right. So just use, um, I think my greatest advice is just use what you got right now. Right now, whatever you are, whatever you have, take one little step forward, and that will get you to the place you're ultimately supposed to be or where you want to be. Mm -hmm. But nobody just arrives. Nobody ends up just like what you look like on your fabulous 
you know, website, Charles. Like, you, we don't we don't look like that all the time. There's a mm-hmm. process. Yeah, and I think that was the thing that we kind of talked about earlier too, right? We think we gotta look a certain way and and be someone to say my story is good enough. But like mm-hmm. you just said, Jill, where I am is enough right now. And when we mm-hmm. begin to love that person, your, your show up becomes impactful now. It's not based off of the superficial validation that most people try to go for. You know, we're we're made with a purpose, not some price tag, not some yeah. likes. We're made so much more than that. And and you gotta see that. So take that one step, tribe. Um I, I'm really enjoying this this podcast, by the way. I'm like in the moment. <laughs> you know, I, I um I'm I've been, liking it too. I've been traveling a lot um the, these past couple of weeks uh, well mainly last week I, I just getting home you know we had to reschedule the podcast because my flight got canceled and mm-hmm. um rushed home got caught the flight uh had a little layover and and now we're here how is managing your life when you know because you you travel around speaking you, you're in different cities what what's your secret to to managing yourself well? How do you keep yourself strong and available uh, to create impact when you're on that stage? Yeah, it's such a good question. And I think everybody's going to be wired different, right? Mm. So how I do it, just to give a, a, a background for me, first of all, I love God. So time with God. I mm. have to make time for him every week, every day in order to just keep me humble keep me grounded and keep me energized. I find that time with him allows me to rest. I remember when I was really burnt out in one season and I was asking the Lord, like, I'm like, I can't do it all. Thank you for all the opportunities. Am I saying yes to things I shouldn't say yes to? You know, you've got to evaluate and see what are the spiritual things in your life? What are the practical? What are the emotional? What are the physical? Like you are, you know, as a human being, we are body, soul, spirit. Mm -hmm. And so for me at that time, it was God saying, Jill, everything good that you're going to do is going to come from a place of rest. And so for me, I have to build margin and rest in my time um, because I'm an introvert, right? So extroverts, they get energized by spending more time traveling. I get depleted. Mm -hmm. So for me, I have to find that time to get re-energized. And then I also, a second thing is, as far as I'm when I'm traveling and all that, I always make the day before and the day after a speaking gig nothing. No phone calls, no commitments. It just helps me get in the right mindset for the people that I'm going to be sharing with. I want to be intentional and thoughtful. I don't want to be rushed and exhausted. And then when I get home, I need to recharge because that it drains me. Um, So those are just some of the habits that I've developed that work for me. So all the introverts out there can go, "Uh uh-huh, I see that. (laughs) (laughs) I had had written some things down in in your your step process and and all it is to maintain yourself and um, to show up in a meaningful way is one, rest. Right. Yeah. Um, without rest, we can't perform well. And two is stop. Right. I, <laughs> the, yeah. You know, it's a difference between like, you know, resting and then doing nothing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I can find I can find rest. It's a break. Right. I take a little break. Yeah. Um, but then when there's an intentional stop, uh, there is room for your yourself to 
show up, show love for you and, you know, self-care. Uh, but then the recharge aspect, I'm curious to know what that looks like for you. What's your recharge? Oh, man, that's easy. I love to go for walks in nature. You mm-hmm. just get me into, you know, walking barefoot in the grass, like just recharging. I also do some woo-woo stuff. I do red light therapy and a grounding mat. So yeah. I love, because again, body, soul, spirit, right? Right, right. Like if we are having physical problems, um, you know, then it shows up in all kinds of areas. I mean, mm-hmm. cutting out sugar, let's just be practical as a health yeah. coach, because I do health coaching too. Mm-hmm. Like it's important. We don't realize how much of our um, our happy hormones are made in our gut. Yep. And if our gut is unhealthy, we have yep. unhealthy thoughts and people don't realize there's that body soul connection. Yeah. So those are some things when I go to a green room, I'm like, please don't give me sugar, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm very nice about it, but I'm like, but I always have healthy things that I bring with me because I never want the event person to feel like they didn't provide for me. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you just try to be as gracious as you can request. And if they, if they blow it, don't say anything and just have something, <laughs> yeah. just have something you can do. You so know, true. so true. Rest, stop, recharge, drop. How can you use that in your life when it, when it comes to the mental, physical and spiritual um, so that you can tap into your best self? Uh, I, I love that. I love that. And I, I also identify with like taking that rest. I'll tell you one story that really um, checked me and my my faith. Um, I went home. It was around Christmas time. And my wife was like, all right, just 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 relax, you know. Take a break. Don't bring your computer. And you tell me not to bring my computer. You know, my my <laughs> whole business is on my computer. <laughs> yeah. That is my that is my um that is my office. That's my building. That's everything to me. That's my enterprise. And she said, oh, "Don't bring it." And um, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna try not to bring my computer." I brought my computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then she was like, "Okay, don't use your computer." I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna use my computer." So I, I did not use my computer. And let me tell you, when I got back home from my rest, I had more inquiries than I had from the, the previous couple weeks wow. by taking intentional time. Because, you know, like I think a lot of times we get what faith is all about. Faith, it, it, we tie in this idea that faith without works is dead. Right. We say that right. all the time. And we think that that just means, all right, I got to act all day. I got to perform. But then there's the part of 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 grace and faith, right? Where you do you do nothing. It's just on God's ability because He can see way past your point, and He can yeah. bless you in that in that stuff that you can't see. And I had mm-hmm. to learn that I have to work hard, but then I have to rest. Yeah. And in the rest, that's where the grace is. Uh, and so yeah. I'm, I'm just encouraged by by what you're saying there, like. Yeah, take my rest. Let me take my break. Yeah. I, I identify with that. So we'll much. perform better from a yeah, place yeah. of rest. We really will. You're, you're mm-hmm. more cre- even science shows that we're more creative. Yep. We're more innovative when we're getting. And it's not to say I'm not busy. I've got those busy weeks, especially prepping to speak somewhere. Yeah. I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got to recharge. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. So good. So what what does it look like for you? You know, when when you're traveling. Um, do you, do you enjoy it? I know you said that you're an introvert, um, but what does that look like? Kind of just take me through a a day in a life, 
uh, of, of Jill, what does that look like when you're going to a conference and, and speaking at an event? Yeah. So leading up to it, um, like I said, I try and take the day before where there's no meetings or calls, but even the few days leading up to going to a conference, I'm more of a soaker. Like I'll plan months in advance with maybe some notes and an outline. And I really don't get my best pieces until the night before. (laughs) Like, I don't know how many people can relate to that. But in yeah. the beginning, I was like, Jesus, I have to speak tomorrow. I have no idea what I'm going to say. I got right. an outline, you know, and I don't want to show up with egg on my face. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I learned is if I'm being asked to speak on a topic, it's because I'm already an expert. Yeah, You know, there are they already want me. And one time I was getting ready to speak on stage and I was backstage and I was so nervous. This is early on in my speaking career and it was a pretty big audience. And I was like, why are you making me do this? God, this is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And um, and he said to me, I heard my heart, Jill, you are you're not auditioning. You already got the job. Come on. And so he used that actor reference that I would understand. Every time you've been hired, you already got it. So planning and soaking, I am refreshing my mind and my memory of what am I, what do I really want to share? What do I think is important? And then the night before, like whether I've traveled that day and I'm sitting in the hotel getting ready, I'm like, okay, God, what else do this, what does this specific audience need? If I've already shared this message, what new nuggets do I want to give? Because we always want to bring something fresh, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. What's going on in the world, but also what's going on. And, you know, to those that aren't in the faith-based world, let's call it inspired thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I believe God loves all of us and he's always speaking to us. Yep. And so you can have an inspired thought the night before. So that's kind of, and then I've got my, I'm old school, man. I have a piece of paper, right? Like I know yeah. I should use an iPad or whatever, you know, but I can't scribble these last minute notes on it, you know, or highlight right. stuff. So I'm totally old school. Um, I guess I could highlight it on an iPad, but yeah. Um, and then when I show up, I always, I mean, this is just practical stuff, right? I show up early, but I hide. I try not to talk to people before I speak because yeah. my mind's just on that. And I don't want people to feel like I'm ignoring them or I don't care. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the worst? Someone comes up and they just love you and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so good to meet you. And you're like in another, you're in a different yeah. mind space. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I feel you on that. Because yeah. like, it's like, I'm, I want to be intentional with what I'm about to present. Yeah. It's different for a lot of people. Some people can, all right, I'm a mingle. Right. I'm gonna go ahead and shake some hands, kiss some babies. But right. I, I prefer, I prefer your part. You know, where yeah. let me just go, put me in this in this green room over here, and uh, I'll just relax. I don't want to do all the socializing. But after you, you got me for a good. 15 oh, hundred percent. Right? <laughs> yeah, after I'm, I'm all in. In fact, I had a. Um, uh, I had a, an event I spoke at and I hung out with the people. It was a retreat weekend. So I was there all weekend and I had lunch with them and I hung out with them and I'm exhausted, right? All I want to do is go to bed. And after the event person was taking me back to the airport and they said, we've never had someone like you that mm-hmm. actually didn't just get up, speak and then go hide again. Yeah. And, you know, and I appreciated that from her, but I also understand those speakers that are like, I've got to speak again the next day. I need to recharge, true, right? True. So sometimes just communicating that to the event person. But I find if we're there to speak, we're not just there to give a message on a stage. Mm-hmm. We're there to serve people. And it's an honor to be able to serve people, whether it's faith-based or not. Yeah. And having some time to interact with people yeah. lets them helps them to see you're a real person. They can connect to your message mm-hmm. because it's about 
creating that loyalty and that community, really. Yeah. And that will open up other speaking gigs and other relationships that you may never have known that you needed, but you met at that event. Yeah. So you never know who's in the audience. So I, I like the fact that you said that the loyalty aspect, It's a that's a refreshing definition, right? Because I think a lot of times we think that loyalty is just being there, being committed into something, but loyalty is showing up differently, right? Mm -hmm. um, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it well. Yeah. And I, I was so impressed when I was flying home today with uh, United Airlines. Shout out to United Airlines. They don't get they don't get paid for for me to mention that. But the thing that was very impressive uh, about them, they were loyal, right? They got us to our destination. You know, the biggest thing in airlines is that they want people to have a safe flight. They want them to be safe, but they went above and beyond that with their loyalty. The captain, he went out of his. I don't know if you call it a cockpit. What do you what do you call it? But yeah, anyway, the cockpit he went, with the captains. He he went out. He grabbed the mic. And I'm thinking he was getting ready to say something like this is going to be my last flight today. But all he all he really wanted to 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 say that that day was the same thing that they say when they're in the cockpit. And mm. that was, hey, guys, we, we want to let you know we want to get you there safely. We're going to try to get you home in, in 20 minutes a little earlier. Uh, and he shared about the the wind and and how it was going to be a, a smooth flight. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, why why am I getting this service like this? And then it, it trickled all the way down to the, to the stewardess. They weren't just loyal. They didn't just ask if you wanted some refreshments. Mm. But he knew me by name. He took the time to ask me, Mr. Clark. Um, is there anything that you 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 want? I, I know there's like first class treatment, but it is first class right? <laughs> But I, I I felt like the presence of like yo this this is on a whole nother level. And so when you share mm -hmm. that with me about I'm not just putting on something on the stage, but I want to leave them something that yeah. is is memorable. Uh, my loyalty to them is to give them my best. Yeah. That's beautiful. And how can we go one step above and beyond other speakers that mm -hmm. you've seen, even big names? Like yep. What's something you can do? It doesn't have to be hanging out afterwards, but what can you do that's special? Because yeah. we're all made differently, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not like just mimicking how someone else makes people feel special because mm -hmm. an imitation of somebody else is never as great as an authentic you. Ooh, so Is that a quote right there? Say <laughs> <laughs> that one more time. Man, you got me fired up today. That's what I needed. <laughs> yeah, like copycats. There's right. nothing special about a copycat. Mm. But uh, being authentically us, that's original. That's powerful. Man. We were each made to be powerful in our own sphere of influence. Yeah. And so if you're trying to be someone else, you won't be you and you won't show up as you and you don't show up with your injuries and your past trauma and your past victories. Like all of that makes me and more empathetic towards people, why mm -hmm. I love connecting, why when I talk to somebody, I don't look at anyone else when I'm talking to them. I'm not looking for someone better. That comes yeah. out of my own rejection in high school wow. where I was talking to someone and felt like, you know, they were not interested in talking to me. Yeah. So I turned that around. When I talk to people, I look them in the eye and I do not break eye contact. Even if someone else comes up and I can tell, I can feel that presence of someone mm -hmm. else wanting to talk to me. Yeah. I might tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, give me a second, you know, while I'm yeah. talking to this person. Um, and, you know, if they're really trying to get my attention because otherwise you look rude you know like not acknowledging them yeah um but little things like that you yep. know you just 
it's important to me. I want people to be seen and feel seen and known and loved. Yeah. And that's one of my values. So I'm always looking for ways to do that uniquely in each each yeah. speaking gig I have. You know, and, and just to to wrap up today, right? Um, you talked about doing something uniquely. And that's what sets you apart from everybody else. You know, from a from a business aspect of that, what was the thing that was so unique about about you when you first started that you knew if I continue to do this, this is going to take me to the next level. I can see longevity and and really creating a business out of that. You know, I understand we mm-hmm. got the impact a- aspect of what we do, but without the income of it, we can't sustain it. We can't take care of ourselves, let alone our families. So what, what's, what was that for you? Hmm. Such a good question. The first thing that came to mind when you said that was a time I was speaking. It was one of my first speaking opportunities. And most of them for me in the beginning came out of networking, right? People I knew mm-hmm. and me saying, hey, I'm you know, trying to start this speaking thing. I feel called to it. If you, if you or anyone you know could use a speaker, here's the topics I can talk on, right? So you have to start somewhere with what you have and what mm-hmm. you know. And then at that, at one of those first speaking gigs, I felt really drawn to this one person in the audience and I was speaking on a on you know a topic and I looked right at the person and I said you have the capability to do this what I'm saying this is for you mm-hmm. and I let I let people be highlighted for me in the audience yeah. and I'll tell you what and I don't it's not fake you know I'm not doing anything strange yeah um but afterwards that one person i don't do it every time either only when i feel led yeah. and they'll come up to me and go that was that was exactly for me i needed it and it took mm-hmm. that person to the next level wow. wow and it's also so it's helping people realize i haven't arrived just because i'm on the platform like you have greatness too mm-hmm. and so helping i think there's a lack of identity for people and feeling special and so whenever we can do that it's powerful so that was the first thing that came to my mind that i think yeah. has made me stand apart you know what from the feedback i get yeah you know and then i i i don't know i say jokes all the time that were not planned <laughs> and people just laugh at me so i think that kind of helps that so everyone listening, if I crack a joke while I'm speaking, it's because I'm lost in my notes or I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that clever. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing that, that you, again, that sets you apart. You found something that helps you reset in that moment and also connect at the same time without taking the focus off of them, right? Yeah. That's powerful. That's powerful. Uh, before we go, uh, I know we got a little, a couple more moments, but before we go, yeah. let the Thrive Tribe know where can we find you? Oh, yeah. Go to jillmonaco.com. Monaco like the country, M-O-N-A-C-O. Uh, you can find my social media from there and the different mentorships or my book or, you know, at podcasts, all those things. So just start there. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Click the follow button to be notified for more episodes. And if you're interested in learning how to overcome the struggle of stage fright, write that life story and speech, or how to become that paid speaker, enrollment is now open to the Journey to Paid Speaking Gigs Academy. Head to thecharlesclark.com forward slash apply. It's time that you speak, even if your voice shakes. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace.